0: I'm Michael Movestro, and welcome to the Vegas Bright Podcast, Episode 12. On this episode of the Vegas Bright Podcast, we'll be doing Vegas news around the web, the Vegas Bright Weekend Review, and I'll be discussing my trip last week to Las Vegas. Plus, Vegas History will be a review of Vegas The Show, since it was more about the history of Vegas than I thought it would be. All that and more on Episode 12 of the Vegas Bright Podcast. The Vegas Bright Podcast from VegasBright.com. So podcast, it's a Vegas podcast. And welcome to the Vegas Bright Podcast. I'm Michael Movestro, and it's great to be here. And there was no episode last week because I was in Las Vegas, so I didn't get a chance to do a podcast. And now that I am back and uh, just got things ready for this week uh, for Vegas Bright, I was like, you know what? I am eager. I am itching to do another podcast. So here I am, and it is, as always, Great to be here with you fine, wonderful people who managed to download or stream and listen to this podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, you might be listening in your car or at work or maybe at home or on the go or just chilling, and I'm happy to be in your earbuds. Uh, if you would like to support the show, the best thing you can do is just go to iTunes, or stitcher and give the show a good review i think i'm in google play but i gotta check uh but yeah just give us a good review uh, that goes uh, further than that goes further than donating 10 bucks i think because your review helps to get us more listeners so if you would do that that would be greatly appreciated i had a wonderful time in vegas and i cannot wait to tell you all about it but first things first Let's take care of Vegas around the web. EDC posted some interesting numbers. Night 1 had 135,000 attendees, 30 arrests, 5 hospital visits, 193 medical calls, 6 DUIs, 3 traffic citations, and 7 traffic accidents. Night 2 had more than 135,000 attendees, 39 felony arrests, no DUIs, 212 medical calls, 12 hospital visits, 3 accidents, 34 people removed from the festival, and a fire after a pyro device failed to go off properly and caught fire to part of the stage. On the final night, night three, more than 130,000 attendees, 40 felony arrests, 212 medical calls, no hospital visits, 3 accidents, 41 people removed from the festival. Total attendance was about 400,000 for the weekend. The Las Vegas Sun has great galleries of fun in the heat. Uh, And you can find uh, galleries for night one, night two, and night three at Las Vegas Sun. The Las Vegas Sun reports MGM will net an additional $100 bucks this year. Those funds will come from parking fees and other cost-cutting measures. The company had previously anticipated that by the end of 2017, its profit growth plan would result in $300 million in annual adjusted earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. The target has now been raised to $400 million. The Las Vegas Sun also has an interesting story called Poker Limelight Shines Elsewhere but Binion's is hallowed ground for players. It's a really good read for all you poker players out there. Vegas Inc. reports that fantasy sports bets in Las Vegas are continuing down a paramutual path with U.S. Fantasy looking to clear another hurdle. Hockey is official for Las Vegas. It's been reported just about everywhere that Las Vegas will house an NHL expansion team at the T-Mobile Arena. The team name will be announced later as the new owner has backed away from the original Black Knight's name. On Monday, June 27th, Glitter Gulch, La Bayou, and Mermaids will be closed for good, purchased by the Stevens Brothers for expansion of what was the Las Vegas Club or 18 Fremont Street and for expansion of the D Las Vegas. Las Vegas' advisor reported that Circus Circus is adding a theme park to its name. The new name will be Circus Circus Hotel Casino and Theme Park. There goes MGM adding another park into a hotel name. Why not MGM the Circus? Just saying. The Las Vegas Review-Journal reports that the Hard Rock is to get another steakhouse from the Morton family. Michael and David Morton plan a March opening for what they described as the next evolution of a steakhouse. Quote, a game changer, end quote. The 175-seat eatery will be on the ground floor in the Hard Rock's expansion tower next to the new center bar and across from Vanity Nightclub. Caesars Entertainment has enough of a plan for Siak bankruptcy to move forward with creditor voting, says a judge. However, there are still a couple of hurdles to remain. The Las Vegas Review-Journal also reports there's a company that wants to sportify poker. Alexandra Dreyfus, the owner of MediaRex, said his business's goal is not to make everyone poker players, but rather poker fans. Here's a quote. Instead of sitting around a poker table, contestants stand up and play on an iPad in the confined space of 400 square foot cubes. It's a soundproof environment from the inside and outside. Players use microphones to communicate with each other. As if that didn't make the game more intense, I don't know why the fuck that would, all matches are timed, which means that players must make smart decisions quicker. Well, I guess it would be kind of like a shot clock right okay so i'm all right got it anyway that's vegas around the web for this week and when we come back it's the vegas bright weekend review featuring the stories we brought you from june 20th through june 24th we'll be back after this VegasBright.com. We're not only a podcast. We cover news about shows, hotels, restaurants and gambling. We also feature the Vegasy buzz around town like new construction, renovations and future openings, as well as reviews of places to eat, experiences, hotel stays and new things to do. And occasionally, we offer a sneak peek behind construction walls to see how a new place is coming along. VegasBright.com. And now it's time for the Vegas Bright Week in Review, the portion of the show where we look back at the stories that we brought you last week on Vegas Bright. We have a new author for a day challenge, Share Your Memories of the Riviera. Uh, The name of the challenge is Memories of the Riviera. And basically, we'd like you to share your memories or maybe share someone else's memories if they can't sit down and write it out. Maybe you can fire up that voice recorder from that app on your smartphone and get a recording of them and we'll put it into the podcast. If you're going to write up an article, uh, do send those to tips at VegasBrite.com. Do make it about three paragraphs or more. We don't want to limit you. And if you do have original pictures, please include those. If you don't have it, we'll work it out somehow. We, can, we have ways of getting things, so, you know, it's all good. But if you have anything that's uh, significant to your particular memory, uh, any images, any photos, feel free to send those in at, well, to tips at VegasBright.com. Did I say at well? I meant as well. Feel free to send those in as well. Two tips at VegasBright.com. A blonde Forever reviewed Laughter Noon with Adam London. That's downtown Las Vegas. Michael James reviewed Elvis. Uh, no. He did not review Elvis because Elvis is dead. Michael James reviewed The Elvis Show. All shook up a tribute to the king. Sam Sir reviewed Purple Rain, the prince tribute at Westgate. Greg Bennett took his hog to the downtown pool scene and checked out zoe bowie at citrus citrus is that new pool at the downtown grand i brought you the story on wall burgers opening a bar and retail kiosk ahead of their restaurant at the grand bazaar shops so if you are walking along the strip and you're in front of the grand bazaar shops and you see a little wall burgers near the front there's no burgers there uh but it is a bar and it is retail and uh the tip i got was that that little structure is there, but the bigger building, the two-level one, is going to be the restaurant and also another bar. So that one is going to open ridiculously soon. Ridiculously soon. In fact, who knows? Maddie Ice might be there taking pictures right now because I got a little tip from someone that uh, Wahlburgers was doing a surprise soft opening on Sunday, June 26th, and that's when I'm recording this show. So we might be able to bring you something about that later on this week. You never know. Could happen. Could happen. Or it might not happen if the info we got was wrong. We'll see. Uh, I also brought you the story about how waving incidentals, the deposit that hold on the card... Uh, makes a return to Harrah's. Uh, you no longer have to put that down when you get there. Isn't that cool? And I'll be sharing that a little bit more when I discuss my Vegas trip later on in the show. And Sam Rassier reviewed Paul Zerdin Mouthing Off, which is that new ventriloquist show at Planet Hollywood. When we come back, our Vegas history segment will be a review on Vegas the show. It surprised me with how that show is more about Vegas history than I had imagined. We'll be right back. VegasBrights.com, all your Vegasy things, no resort fees. So instead of doing the usual Vegas history segment where I don a voice and put a special effect on it, this week in Vegas history or whatever I do, I uh, I don't want to do that this time, mostly because I want to give the voice a rest, but also because I saw this really amazing show when I was out in Vegas, and it's called Vegas the Show, and It was more about Vegas history than I had thought it was going to be. And I just thought that was totally amazing. So full disclosure, uh, when I saw this show, I didn't pay anything to see it. Um, I was actually invited to see it due to a review I had written on... what was that? V the Ultimate Variety Show? So I was invited to go and see Vegas the show for free. Now, normally I would not have chosen to see Vegas the show. Uh, and that's only because I didn't really get it. I thought it was an impersonator show. I didn't really get what it was truly about. So I am ridiculously happy that I got to go and see this show. and other And, and that I was invited to see it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen it. And now that I have gotten the knowledge of what the show is like, I want to share this with you. If you are a Vegas history nerd like I am, you're going to like Vegas the show. You're going to love Vegas the show. Maybe. I don't know. I can't dictate that for you. But I can tell you that I did. I was really, really surprised by it. I I got uh the seats were decent, they weren't, you know, they weren't front row seats or anything, but it was it was good enough. I was like f- I don't know, eight, nine rows back or something, but I don't think it really matters where you sit. the uh, the audience, the auditorium, um, the venue isn't really huge, so you're not like missing anything. You're not too far away at one point, so it's it's, it's the the venue itself, which is the Saks Theater, uh, is pretty intimate for a show. So I think you'll be okay. And what a show! My goodness. So now I want to be in full disclosure again. The only thing I said I would do is write an article about it. And I told them that I would be honest. And, you know, getting a free thing doesn't make me instantly like something. And they're totally fine with that. I didn't even mention the podcast. But the show was that good that I want to be able to talk about it and not just write about it. Because it actually had an impact on me. So I saw the show. It was Saturday night at the Sachs Theater. And it starts off. I don't wanna see, I don't wanna give you too many spoilers. I don't wanna mess up the show for you, because there were some things in there that surprised me, and I want you to have the same surprise, but it might help you to know some of it so that you decided to go and see it instead of me just saying, hey, it's great, go see it. So it was more about history of las vegas than i had imagined the show starts off with a guy uh who's like the night janitor or maybe a security person but he was more dressed like a janitor um at the neon museum and you know he just walks onto the stage and he's like oh hey i didn't see you there you know and he shines a flashlight around and he goes you see all this place this uh, this represents the good old days of las vegas and then it's just like and you see the old signs you see the aladdin you see the sahara uh so many of them that were there and you know he talks a little bit about i used to work here and i used to do this over there and it just gets so much better from that from that point on it's really it's really great i don't i'm gonna leave out something here so that you're surprised by it but it's a good thing and that is just sort of a a journey through the history of Vegas entertainment. And one of the things I liked about it is that these uh, that there are separate performances um, from different acts that were that have performed in Vegas during what you would call the good old days or the glory days of Las Vegas or stuff like that. So you, of course, have. The Rat Pack—you have Frank Sinatra, and you have Dean Martin, and you have Sammy Davis Jr. And don't expect impersonations so much. So don't expect perfect voice and diction from each of the actors that portray. You know these are more reenactments than they are impersonations. So just think of it that way. But it was great. They did like uh, one of the old routines that the Rat Pack did at the Sands. They even say things like. Welcome to the showroom or whatever they said at the Sands Hotel. And they have the stage decorated like it would have been at the Sands. It's so cool. So it's kind of like you're reliving history. And it's just like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I get it. I get it. This isn't an impersonation show. This is I'm experiencing what generations before me have experienced when they went to see shows in Las Vegas And it was just so cool. There's all these different acts. There's like the Rat Pack. There was Elton John. There was Tina Turner, Wayne Newton. Uh, Oh man, I'm forgetting something because I have so many things running into my brain at once right now. There was the Can-Can thing. And I don't even know what the history of that is. When I was a kid, there was a freaking commercial for ShopRite when I was in New York and it's the same song, they changed the lyrics, but it was like these ladies dancing around and throwing their skirts everywhere. Like, you know, they're holding on, they're wearing them, not taking them off and throwing it, but they're like, you know, holding on to it and doing the can can and whatever. And like some little French dude running around, ooh la la. And <laughs> it was that. It was, it was what it was supposed to be. It was the original thing. It wasn't a ShopRite commercial, but I kept thinking about that damn ShopRite commercial, so I kept laughing in my head. But it was really well done. The orchestration, there's a big band there. There's like this, there's a big band, brass section, and everything. Uh, it's great. It's just great. Uh, and uh, the choreography was like great. It was spot on. As I understand it, it was the exact choreography of the original shows. So that's why it's like you're reliving it. You're not watching an impersonation show. You're reliving with the generations before you. Have seen when they saw shows in Las Vegas. That's the way I look at it, and it was wonderful. Between sets, because they have to redress the stage, the curtains will close, and then there'll be little like side acts that come out in front of the curtains and do something. There was a hula hoop guy. There was some gymnast dude. There was the Quiddlers, who I saw at V the Ultimate Variety Show, uh, and so you'll get like entertainment between like the main show. Uh, So every time the curtains close, something happens in front of the curtains, and then the curtains open again, and it's time for the next set. Uh, So that's the way it goes. So you're always entertained. There isn't really a lull or anything like that. The singing, really, really great. The lead actress, I forget her name, but she was sensational. Like, she hit all the notes. This is not a lip-sync show. This is live, actual singing. And it's just so perfect and there is this one part I'm skipping a lot of stuff here because I don't want to give too much away I want you to just watch the show and enjoy it and be like wow that was awesome but there is this one scene that truly got me in the feels and it was during the Elton John segment uh, and the song he did was Rocket Man Uh, what happens is this curtain comes down but it acts as a screen and they project a video onto it and uh, I gotta be selective with my words here because I don't want to give it away. What happens is they play things on the curtain to the song, uh, and it's a video, um, it's a montage, if you will, of the some of the acts that you saw on that stage, but being done by the original performers. So that Rat Pack routine that you saw you see a clip of it being done by the original performers, the, oh, the uh, Siegfried and Roy routine. There's one of those. You see it done by Siegfried and Roy, you know? So, and it, and it shows like the old footage of it so that you realize, wow, I was, I was witnessing Vegas history tonight, you know? And, and then there's other parts of the video that just, I don't want to give it away. Cause I just, for a couple of reasons, I don't want to give it away. Uh, One of them being, uh, if I start talking about it, I might get teary again. And I don't want to do that because this is a podcast and it's a Vegas podcast. And so it's supposed to be fun and it's not supposed to be anything that would make anyone uh, reach for a Kleenex. So not going there. But if you love Las Vegas and you love Las Vegas history, you should definitely, definitely go and see this show definitely definitely go and see it it's uh it's it it's a memorable experience it's one of those shows that all right let's put it this way have you ever seen a movie you know you go to the movies you see a movie and you leave the movie and it's like all right whatever and then like you don't really think about the movie anymore This is the opposite of that. This is more like a movie that you saw that when you left there, it just made you think differently. You know, it made you wonder about things more, you know, like it just like stuck in your brain. Like, oh man, I can't, what if this, what, oh, eh," you know, and it's kind of like that. It's kind of like the end of Inception. If you've seen Inception and you left the theater and you were like, whoa, that, what, what is, oh, what if this was all a dream? eh, eh," You know, it's like that. It's like, it makes you think that's what this show did for me it makes it made me think i left there just thinking and wow and just it was truly an experience and i want to go and see it again and bring a couple of tissues with me and i want to go and see it again so i think i might book it i think i might actually go and book it and like you know pay to see it again because that's how good it was and it's just it was ah man i can't even tell you how great this was can you at least see the smile can you hear the smile on my face I learned a long time ago when I was doing technical support over the phone that people can hear your smile. I hope you can hear mine. It it truly is a wonderful show, and I would highly, highly recommend it to those of you who call yourselves Vegas nerds or Vegas history nerds. Then you then you 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 got to pay the nerd dues. You got to go and see the show. That's that's it. So definitely, definitely go check it out. Vegas the show. It's at the Saks Theater, and you can find it. uh google it you'll find the website and the best thing about Vegas the show is that the previews like the preview video clips don't even really give you the experience that you're about to have so I'll just put it that way and I hope I didn't spoil too much of it I left out oh I left out such a good part but yeah I'd highly recommend it um I'd highly recommend it so that's it this week's Vegas history segment is about Vegas the show because it really is more about the history of Las Vegas than it is as, you know, some sort of a impersonation show or whatever you might be expecting from it. I highly, highly recommend it. And uh, yeah, so when we come back, I'll be talking about the Vegas trip that I had, the people I got to meet, the things I got to do, all that and more when we come back after this. VegasBright.com, the Vegas website where for... the parking is free. And welcome back to the Vegas Bright Podcast. So, I want to talk to you about the trip that I took to Las Vegas. I had a great, great time. And it almost didn't happen. Special thanks to the folks at Allegiant Airlines. Because when they cancel a flight, it's not like there's another one that you can board perhaps in a couple of hours. They'll try to get you on or something. Or, you know, maybe come back in a few hours. Or, you know, even come back the following morning. You know. oh doesn't work that way. Because at Allegiant Airlines, if they cancel your flight, don't worry. 26 hours later, you might be able to board a plane. So I am really, really, really rethinking using Allegiant Airways. But even though the flight uh, left later than I had hoped it would, and I missed a night and a day and most of a night in Las Vegas, I did manage to make the most of my trip And I had a great time, and I want to share that with you, because aren't Vegas trips awesome? Yes, they are. Uh, So basically, here is what happened. I got to Vegas, the plane landed, and that's always one of the happiest moments, is as your plane is touching down, and they make that awesome, awesome announcement, and I think I have some audio of that for you. So let's get to that. Yeah, good times, good times when you're landing in Las Vegas, all the possibilities that await you, and that was the moment right there. So we landed, got out. I decided I was going to Uber my way anywhere I was going in Vegas. I had heard such great things about Uber and Lyft, Uh, and on a recent Vegas. Uh, I'm sorry, on a a recent 360 Vegas podcast, uh, Mark said, fuck cabs, Uber is the way to go. So I was like, you know what, I gotta do this, I gotta check it out, and it was great, it was great. I'm probably not doing cabs ever again, but I will tell you, I did miss the little magazines in the back of, in the seat backs of the taxis. I wasn't able to get a 24-7 Vegas guide and, you know, see if there were any strange ads for Asian massages. But whatever, it's fine. I think I've already beaten that to death. So, Ubered it from the airport. Got to my hotel, very reasonably priced. I went from, let's see, I went from McCarran to Harris, and my first ride was free. I ended up getting charged sixty-eight cents, so the the fare would have been fifteen sixty-eight. But I got to the hotel. I got to Harris safe and sound. As I'm in the check-in line. Sam Asura sends me a text. Hey, did you make it in? I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm, already, I'm, I'm, I'm in the check-in line. It, oh, dude, come and meet me at Blondie's. So I was like, okay, all right, just let me check in and I'll head on over. So I checked in and that's where I found out about the resort fees. I'm sorry, not the resort fees. The incidental fees being waived at Harrah's. So I made a video about that uh, and my excitement of it. And I'm going to go ahead and play it for you right now. Hey, what's up? I just want to give you a little bit of good news. Harrah's Las Vegas is now, um, you can waive the incidentals. They used to do this a long time ago and they stopped doing it and they would, you would have to either give them cash and then get it back if you didn't charge anything or what have you. They just decided recently that you no longer have to, you know, pay for an incidental fee. Uh, You can actually just have it blocked when you get here and say, I don't want incidentals. They'll block it on your room so that you can't get any, and then the money that you would have, like, had to wait to get back, you actually get to have and enjoy. So, how cool is that? They said that they saw that they were losing money by doing that because that money is money that could have been spent in their hotel and instead was given back to people on the last day when they were leaving and more than likely got spent elsewhere. So, Harrods is doing that right now. The lady I spoke to is not sure if it is across all Caesar's properties but Harris just started and she underlined in her wording with me just started doing this like today yesterday so that's good news so if you're planning to stay at Harris you do not have to pay your incidentals up front you can have them blocked and not use any of those privileges at all and have more money to have a good time with just thought you'd like to know and now you know bye bye so that is good news if you're planning a stay at Harris no incidental fees to worry about. If you tell them, please, I would like to waive my incidentals or please block incidentals. They will make an imprint of your card in case you trash your room. So don't trash your room. I think I covered this in an article earlier this week, but for those who are listening to the podcast, because you don't read the website, I just want to reiterate that uh, you can have it ways. You won't be able to do pay movies. You won't be able to get room service or anything else that the incidental fees cover. But if you don't use that stuff anyways, why have them put a hold on your card when you can be using that money to enjoy Las Vegas? So coolness. Uh, let's see what else. So did that little video. Walked it over to Planet Hollywood. On the way there, I saw the little Wahlburgers location. Made a mental note that I'm going to stop there and ask some questions, which I did. And there's an article on that already on Vegas Bright. I was up there earlier this week. And uh, so met with Sam. This was awesome. I've been working with Sam now since July, August of last year. So I... I hadn't actually met him in person yet. We've talked on the phone. We've emailed, texted, and all that stuff, but never met him in person. So I was like, all right, I finally get to meet my right-hand man. So I get to Blondie's, and he's there. He's he's chatting it up with some people. He's got a couple of beers in him, uh, maybe two or three. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, he, he's, you know he's, he's alive for the party. And uh, I notice him. He doesn't notice me. I don't think he actually knew what I looked like. I think he was imagining someone taller, but that's not me. So I get there, I see him there. He's talking to these two dudes and, you know, I walk up and I sort of stand between the two dudes for a bit, you know, and Sam's talking to them and, you know, he looks at me and, you know, he, you know, and he acknowledges my presence, you know, and you know, I just made it like, I was just agreeing with whatever he was saying. And I was just thinking, I wonder how long I could pull this off. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I grabbed a beer, uh, I forget. I know I paid a ridiculous price for it, but, uh, grabbed a beer, you know, got it open and, you know, just started sipping the beer and stood there amongst the three of them. Now I was off to the right of the two dudes, but I was still there and acknowledging the things he was saying, you know, he's going on about, about things and that like, uh, you know, just some frustrations, you know, with, you know, religion and politics, uh, which, you know, I completely understand. So, He's he's going on and on. I take out my phone, and I text him. (laughs) And I'm like, I was like, dude, religion and politics? Seriously? And I send the text, and I put the phone back in my pocket right away. I was, like, very discreet about it. And, you know, he's talking, he's talking, you know, and I guess he felt it vibrate or whatever. So there was a lull in the conversation, and he reaches into his pocket. He pulls out the phone, and someone else starts talking. He looks at the phone, and then he starts looking around, all puzzled, confused, like, what? Where where is he? Is he? What? I, I don't get it. Where is he? And he's looking around. And I'm just there sipping my beer, you know. And, you know, he's looking around and, and he seems confused or whatever. And then he looks at me and I just sort of like smiled and raised my beer to him. He's like, are you Michael? I'm like, yup. <laughs> And it was funny because he was like so embarrassed. And I was like, there for like ten minutes of like listening to him talking. He didn't even realize I was there. It was so funny. He doesn't think it is, but I do. I think it's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, so we were at Blondie's, had some food, talked to a lovely waitress named Maddie, uh, no Madison with two D's, and she explained the two D's in her name because Sam asked, "How come you have two D's in your name?" And Madison, the darling that she was, she says, "Well, yeah." I got this name from my dad. It was my dad who named me. And then she says, he thought I was going to have bigger boobs. And I just found that funny and kind of adorable at the same time, but mostly funny and just like, oh, wow. Okay. But uh, so we had some food and uh, we had wings and uh, I had, yeah. Oh, the baked potato, but it had a lot of chili on it. And it comes with jalapenos, and I asked for no jalapenos, and jalapenos showed up in the mix. So I had to pluck them out because I, I'm just not a fan of jalapenos. But uh, besides the jalapenos meal is enjoyable, I'll be writing up an article on that this week, or next week i got to gotta figure it out. So we basically talked shop, and we had a really great time just, you know, talking about stuff and, you know, Vegas Bright stuff and, uh, you know, editing articles and things of that nature and you know some Vegas chatter stuff from back in the day and things like that and it was really good to finally meet him in person and uh that was wicked awesome I'll put it that way it was wicked awesome I'm getting really tired now after that I slot hopped I went he was like he offered to drive me back and I was like nah I want to squeeze in as much of the strip as I can so left Planet Hollywood and slot hopped just about everywhere Planet Hollywood. Paris, Bally's, the Cromwell, the Flamingo, the Link, and then Harris. I got to bed. It was like six in the morning. But the slots were good to me. I either was even or was up at the end of my play. And the next day I woke up. I had planned I had planned to go to Egg Slut. But the way I was feeling, I was just like tired and I just needed energy and I needed you know just I didn't feel very hydrated and I only had that one beer the night before maybe I had two I put a tweet out there and I said hey what is a good I need a breakfast loaded with carbs in downtown Las Vegas not the hangover burger at Binion's and I said that because I already wrote an article on it so I want to make sure that my next experience would have an article four out of six replies said you have to go and have the pancakes at Dupar's So I was like, how could I argue with that? So that's what I did. Ubered it down to the Strip. Uh, I believe the Uber to the Strip came out to... I believe it was 1260. Yeah, that's about right. 1260 to the Strip. Got to the Golden Gate. Went to DuPars. And I love that downtown... Everything is just right there. You know, if it was like, go to this place at the Bellagio, I would have walked in the main entrance and walked around for 35 minutes before I fucking found the place where, you know, go to Dupar's at the Golden Gate. Okay, walk into the Golden Gate, you know, take a quick 25-second seconds. Str- oh, there's Dupar's, and then you're there. It's just I just love that about downtown. It's like everything is just fucking right there. Anyway, go to Dupar's. And it was one of those things where I was ridiculously hungry. So I was ordering with my eyes instead of the capacity of my stomach. So I was like, yeah, let me get the five stack and let me get a side of bacon. Let me get a Pepsi and a water. And, you know, everything shows up. And oh, my goodness, these pancakes. What? What? Uh, I have to remember to try to include pictures of the pancakes. Actually, Boniford Ever has an article coming up about the pancakes at Dupar's. She beat me to the punch because I was going to write an article about them. And then earlier this week, she sends me an article about the pancakes at Dupar's because she had them. I was like, ah, Raz, I really wanted to write about it. So I'm going to probably squeeze in a paragraph somewhere and include some of the pictures. But man, these pancakes. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, they were huge. They were fucking huge. I don't know why I thought it was going to be thin pancakes that you get anywhere else. These pancakes were thick and they were delicious and they were loaded with carbs. And I got halfway through that five stack and it started to feel like man versus food. And people were tweeting me, don't eat the whole thing. It's going to ruin the rest of your day. Don't eat the whole thing. (laughs) So I took their advice because I did not want to ruin the rest of my day. So I had the half, I had half of a five stack, but now I know that I can get, I could probably get two or three, a two or three stack and I'll be okay. Next time I decide to go to Dupar's and grab those pancakes. They were delicious. Very filling. Had so much energy for the rest of the day. It was, it was, it was, it was a lifesaver. It was a lifesaver. After that, I wanted to stop by to La Bayou and Mermaids and get some Tito tickets so I can add them to my Las Vegas Tito ticket collection. So here's the thing about La Bayou, and I, I don't know why I forgot this. I remember knowing about this before I went there, but I forgot. I go to La Bayou, and I pull out, I don't know, I think I pulled out about 10 bucks, and I popped it into a machine, and, um, you know, I'm playing the machine. I'm just trying to get it down to, like, you know, $0.50 cents or $0.65 cents or something, and then just get a Tito. So I get to the 5 buck mark, and I, it starts playing back up and back down and back up and back down. And I am, like, at this spot where I'm just like, okay, I don't know why I can't get it below 5 bucks So I'm just going to Tito out here and move to another machine and play it down. I hit Cash Out. Now, if anyone has been to La Bayou, you probably know what to expect by now. And I didn't expect it for some reason, even though I, I just didn't remember. But I hear and I'm like what is going on I look down and I see a bunch of nickels getting spit out into this metal thing apparently I was supposed to grab a bucket but all these nickels are getting spit out (laughs) into the some other part of the machine I'm just watching them come out and it's taking forever and I'm like you gotta be kidding me and I just was like I mean I could just play it back in and I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna walk around with all these nickels i had uh, a meeting um with scott from vital vegas coming up uh so i was just like you know i wanted to get to where i was going on time and all that and it was just like are you serious all these nickels just pile up and pile up and i'm like i i just i can't so i get up I realized that I'm not going to get a Tito ticket from anything in that place. And I turned to the folks that were about three slot machines down. And I said, hey, there are $5 worth of nickels right here in this thing. If you want them, you can have them. (laughs) They were like, oh, thanks. So I got up and left. I went across the street, went to Mermaids uh, to, you know, pay my respects. I hadn't been to Mermaids before, but I heard great things. So I went there. And uh, I played a few machines. They're doing this thing where they're going to give away the jackpots because they have to since they're closing. They don't have another property they can transfer that to. I think Scott wrote an article on Vital Vegas about it actually earlier in the week uh, or maybe earlier the week prior. Uh, So, yeah, I was just playing. I played that new Hot Shot variation, which I normally wouldn't have played because it looks kind of girly, but it's called Hot Shot Diamonds or something like that, it's, it's very pink and purple, and I played that to see what that was like, and it wasn't bad, but, uh, you know, whatever, pretty much ate my money, and then I left there, and Scott's like, all right, meet me at Long Bar, and I'm like, okay, so I got that before he did, I went upstairs, I played Sigma Derby, uh, had a great time with Sigma Derby, uh, and then, uh, wrapped it up up there, went back downstairs, met Scott at Long Bar, so, I had met Scott on my last trip. It was brief. It was right before the MGM Arena tour, uh, the media tour that we were invited to. And, you know, met him, you know, BSed a little bit, went around and took pictures. We sort of got separated, and then that was it. So I it was like, all right. So we, we made plans to actually hang out, and we did. We we went to Long Bar, Long Bar and uh, I understand the beauty of a captain and diet. I had not had a captain in diet before that day, I had had, uh, I have had, you know, rum and coke, but rum and coke is different from Captain and Diet because with Captain and Diet, you're actually getting a good quality rum as opposed to whatever the fuck I was getting back in the day. Very good, very tasty. It's good stuff. If it was a Vice Lounge Online podcast and I was there, which I would not be ever co-hosting that show because I would sound like a fucking idiot compared to Jason Gelgen and Tony Snyder, but if I did. I would be like, on the nose, it gives the effervescence of there's something more to be desired, and that that answer will be fulfilled once it is on the tongue. It comes off as a bit spicy, yet has the ever uh, slight hints of Coca-Cola. Uh, on the tongue, it's got a nice, smooth taste, Uh The Coca-Cola does very well to mask any of the harsh flavors one would experience when sipping on a spiced cap and rum by itself. Uh, There's a genuine mix of flavors uh, which goes down smooth and uh, it has a wonderful taste to it, which invokes memories of your medicine cabinet and your spice rack. It'd be something like that. I I, I'm, I'm lying about the medicine cabinet. There was nothing like, there was nothing like that at all. (laughs) He had something to say. And that's what came out. That's just what happens with me. But anyway, very good captain and diet. Good stuff. I can see why he likes it. I could see why I can see why he, if he could swim in it, he would. Uh, so that was great. Uh, we talked shop, talked Vegas, you know, talked about what we do. It was very cool for him to, he just sort of gave me a lot of encouragement about what I do here at Vegas bright. And, uh, Good job and all that. And coming from him, that meant a lot to me because he's like one of my favorite writers. So that was great. He introduced me to Derek Stevens. So I got to meet Derek Stevens. And that was cool. I shook Derek's hand. And then like 15 seconds later, I apologized for shaking his hand because... I listened to Scott's podcast and I know how Derek's hand gets to the point where he has to soak it in ice because so many people shake his hand. So I was like, oh man, I'm sorry I shook your hand. I remember you have to soak it in ice. And he said, you know what? A lot of people tell me that because they listen to Scott's podcast. So I thought that was funny. Got some info on some of the things that are going to be happening at the D. I spoke to a guy named Jeff Victor who had tons of info on the downtown event center, which I wasn't too aware about what it was i've heard of it but i never really looked into it so i'm gonna be writing an article on that because there's some cool stuff that's going to be happening there and it's it's outdoor concert venue but the space could be used for just about anything and he was telling me more and more about it and i you know pulled up the website did some research on it and stuff and it's just a great place for concerts and they're going to have other things happening there Uh, i'm not sure if i'm supposed to say anything or not but he's not listening to the podcast right So anyway, yeah, there are some things they're going to be doing there. They're going to have not just concerts. They're going to have uh, some sort of BMX competition doing some extreme sports. They're going to have, uh, I believe in November, they're going to be shipping in snow. They're going to have snow filling the place up and they're going to have a snowboarding competition. How cool is that a snowboarding competition in downtown Las Vegas and that's gonna be happening in November. so that is wicked uh, plus you know uh, televised boxing matches uh, and, and sporting events things of that nature. And I had no idea it was right there uh, afterwards uh, Scott took me on a tour he was like well I'm just take you there so you can see what it looks like and I' was like, okay and you know, and it's a good thing he did because you know I probably wouldn't have gone just because I had you know other, other plans but yeah went there and checked it out and it's uh, it's a really good size. It's being used as a parking lot when there's nothing happening in it. You know, when you just think that you're standing there, you know, right in downtown Las Vegas at a show, like at a concert. I mean, how cool is that? So I'm going to definitely be doing a write-up on that because if you don't know about it, you probably should. And I have a feeling that shows there are going to cost a lot less than they would at, oh, I don't know, the arena. So I'll be doing something about that as well Um, I'm just going to look through my pictures here and see what I can pull up from to help jolt my memory because it's very late right now as I'm recording this, and I am very, very tired. So, all right, that's Dupar. It's got some shots of the Mirage from outside my window. I had a nice, nice room at Harris. It wasn't like one of their new ones or anything, but it was just a regular... It was a Mardi Gras room, but it was on the corner. So it was a little smaller than they usually are, but it was just the right size for like one person It had a queen bed in it, not a king bed, but, uh, it was, it was just the right size. It was, I want to say cute. So I'll say cute. It was cute. It's very cute. Uh, so that was cool. So I see. I got some pictures of downtown, the event center. Uh, while downtown, I found another slot exhibit of classic slots. You might remember I did an article on classic slot machines at Main Street Station, and I found another classic slot exhibit um, at the Golden Gate, and that was that was pretty cool. Uh, and it's not behind glass. The unfortunate thing, though, is that you can't actually play on these machines as they are display only. But that was very nice to see. Uh, I I saw Wynn's new fountain show. For those who don't know, uh, they've installed a water fountain that does uh, shows with lights and music. It's cute. I'll put it that way. It's it's You can't compare it to the Bellagio fountains because it, it's cute. It would just say, it's cute. Oh, I'm going to have a cute little fountain. That's basically what it is. It's a cute little fountain. There's cute little shows. But I, I it's... I wouldn't be like, "Oh my god, guys! You have to go see this. It's, it's just cute. It's that's it's cute. That's what <laughs> that's what I can tell you. It's cute. So if you're if you're by Win, you should go and check it out. It's uh it's at the Wynn Esplanade, and uh, it's it's cute Look at the little fountain. It's so cute. I just want to pinch its cheek. Uh, I have video of it as well, and I have pictures, and I'll be doing a write up on that. Uh, sometime soon, so you guys can see it. I uh, went to the Venetian. I had done an article recently about Maizu Dongpo. Uh, yeah, dung Dongpo no mo for show because when I went there, the place that was slated for it, all the advertisements were gone, and they were just advertising other places around the Grand Canal shops. So it looks like Maizu Dongpo no go for show, and I'm gonna have that article up soon as well uh let's see what else happened i went to the atrium over at the palazzo they have this thing going on with flowers and statues of women but dresses made of flowers Um uh, i gotta white balance that one uh so that was all right uh let's see it looks like i just took some more pictures from wherever i was the next day of course that night i Ended up slot hopping just about everywhere because that's usually what I end up doing. I believe I went to Bugsy's Bar that night. Yes, yes. I went to Bugsy's Bar that night, and I sat down and played video poker for like an hour and a half. I didn't want to drink anything with alcohol in it, so I asked the uh, bartender. I was like, hey, can you just do something with orange juice and no alcohol? He was like, how about orange juice, soda water, some cranberry, and a garnish? I'm like, yeah, that works. And he made this awesome like bartender's fruit punch. And it was delicious. And I just sat there and I played video poker for like an hour and a half, got a good long game out of it. I didn't like, you know, I didn't walk away. Oh, no, wait, I did that night, right? I was up 60 bucks that night. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to leave with some money. So that was good. The next morning, I met up with Greg C over at Peppermill. The plan was that we were going to, you know, eat at Peppermill and then take some pictures of the Riviera. So I can, you know, see Greg C. in action. And the line was so long at Peppermill, the wait was so long, we ended up going to Denny's. Uh, but then after that, we both walked over to the Riviera, and we took pictures of the aftermath of the demolition. I'm sorry, the aftermath of the implosion. And, of course, the demolition in progress. And I got some, I got some all right shots. I got some okay shots. Greg C.'s are better, though. I guess it's one wicked panorama, though. I think it's just freaking sweet so i'm going to add that to the article but yeah you'll see that this week i'm going to be posting those pictures uh mostly the ones that greg c took and i'm going to throw in maybe one or two of mine as well and it's just it's kind of sad to see the riviera going the way it's going but it is what it is i had an incident (laughs) where i went to uh i'm not even a cigar guy I'm not a cigar and bourbon guy. I just like listening to Vice Lounge Online and learning about that kind of stuff. So uh, so here's what happened. I went down to Davidoff Cigar Bar, that was it, at the Fashion Show Mall. And the plan was I was going to go there and take some pictures of the place, you know, maybe of the walk-in humidor, maybe the inside of the place, maybe, uh, you know, some pictures uh, from the patio, it's it's not a huge place. Basically, it's at the bottom of a column of the fashion show mall. So I get there, I walk in, and the guy's like, are you here to buy cigars? And I'm like, oh, actually, you know, I took out my card. You know, I'm, I'm um, you know, from Vegasprite.com. I was just, oh, you know, I'd like to do a write-up about the place and, you know, take some pictures. And the waitress was just like, well, you need to talk to our general manager, and he's not here until 4 o'clock. And I'm like, Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just gonna take some pictures and write an article. I mean, it's you know it's basically free publicity. You know well, you gotta speak to the general manager because you know this is Davidoff LLC, so you should be on the safe side. I'm like, what? And I was like, all right. You know what? Well, thank you for your time. And I just turned around and I left and um, sent out a tweet. You know, just went you know there and was told go back later and speak to the GM. And then of course you know. Other people jumped on the bandwagon about that. And then, uh, you know, they came back with apologies and all that. And, uh, yeah, and Mark, Mark Meltzer was like, I got a bunch of pictures if you want to use it. And I'm like, no, because now it's about the principle. I don't feel like writing about them. So (laughs) it's about the principle. You know, I don't understand how people can turn down free publicity. And it wasn't like it was going to be negative publicity, it was more of an informative. Hey, check out this place. If you like cigars and, you know, want to have your cigar paired with a whiskey or a bourbon, check out this really cool place I heard about on, you know, Vice Lounge. And I was going to, you know, just take some pictures and do a write-up, you know, maybe get like a picture of their menu or their offerings or whatever. And then at the bottom, I was going to have a link to the Vice Lounge Online podcast. Uh, was it Vice Lounge? Yeah, that did, uh, or was it, Vegas? Or was it three sixty Vegas? Well, I think it was mentioned in three sixty Vegas, but I think they did more of more of a story on it on Vice Lounge. and I was gonna link that to the bottom, you know. So that way, you know, you know just it off cigar bar, get some get some publicity, people are more, you know, are aware of it, and it also, you know, throw some plays towards Vice Lounge Online. And that was that was it. And it was you know, just, just to go through the the bureaucracy if you have to speak to our general manager if you want to take pictures. How many people are outside taking fucking selfies? Are you running after that? All right. Anyway let it go let it go moving along so i did some rooftop adventures where i went on the top of parking garages and took some uh some shots of the vegas skyline and they came out pretty all right Ooh, i like this one this one's nice so that was cool went to the mirage uh and i was walking around just looking for something to do i wanted to do something you know I was thinking of going to Center Bar, but I realized that Center Bar didn't have video poker, which was a bummer. So I went to Sports Bar and sat down, played video poker for a long time. It was another like really good hour and a half run. The bartender there, I said, "Hey, you got like a a thing with juice in it, but no alcohol." And he did the same thing that the guy at the Flamingo did. Only I mean, this guy garnished it with an orange. And I was like, "That is awesome." So great time you know just chilling out getting some rest it was a busy day a lot of walking around in the heat it was just nice to just take a load off chill out enjoy being in vegas play some video poker have fun so left there went to the venetian to check on royce the chocolate place i wrote about that was opening soon it is now open so you can go and check out those super expensive chocolates from japan uh stopped off at the hotel wanted to tune in to the vegas 360 live recording uh 360 vegas live recording but had to get going and i was in vegas and just couldn't get into a chat or anything so left there went to the sex theater that's when i saw vegas the show very great show as i already probably gushed about it earlier so let me move on from that after that i went to la salsa cantina i gotta tell you when it comes down to La Salsa Cantina versus Gonzalez y Gonzales, I prefer Gonzales y Gonzales. I had pretty much the equivalent of pork carnitas uh, that you would have in New York, New York. I had that equivalent at La Salsa Cantina and it just didn't do it for me. It was, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was good. I mean, if you're hungry, go get it. But... Uh, if I had to choose between that or Gonzalez, Gonzalez, I'd go with Gonzalez. Gonzalez. After that, um, I'm sure I slot hopped a bit. Ended up over at the Bellagio, where I made sure to go get my paleo pronto gelato. Stand out by the fountains and enjoy the show. I believe the fountain show I saw was Uptown Funk. Went to the conservatory and took some pictures because I just like doing that when I go out there and they have their under the sea exhibit thing. Well, I wouldn't call it an exhibit. It's just their theme is under the sea. Um, and I took a bunch of pictures and I had seen this on the vital Vegas blog a couple weeks prior, but I wanted to go and take some pictures anyway. And, uh, if you've seen finding Dory or if you've seen, uh, Finding Nemo, you remember Dory was that blue fish? Well, they had a bunch of her in the aquarium. So it was very, I forget what the actual species name is, but it was very cool. Uh, so yeah, I took a bunch of pictures there. i um, clicking through them right now to help jog my memory of my Vegas trip. I am so tired. What time is it? My goodness, it's late. Next morning, woke up, got ready, checked out. Going through the outside patio of Caesar's Palace, and guess what they had? cornhole and a dj that's what they had cornhole and a dj went over to the cosmopolitan because today was going to be eggslet day and i was like all right eggslet this is going to happen i said i was going to do this i told todd uh, gaddis i was going to do this you know he, he told me good stuff about it. i'm like i'm down the line though the line I, i'm not good at lines before breakfast i'm not good at lines you know with When I'm hungry. Uh, And the line was ridiculous. So there was a super long line. I get in the back of it. And then for the next 20 minutes, I witnessed line douchebaggery. Line douchebaggery, okay, is is when you're in Vegas and you're on a line. And there's someone in the line who's holding the spot for 25 fucking people. And it happens... Repetitively to where you never really advance forward in the line because they claim. Oh, I'm holding this for my friends So that happened about The third time it happened. I was like fuck it. I'm hungry and I got off the line And I saw Holstein's right there. I said, you know someone said I should try Holstein's So I went to Holstein's instead. I got the big fat Greek burger uh, it is spiced lamb, it's got feta cheese, tzatziki, tzatziki sauce, and, you know, anything you expect on a gyro, it was right there on a burger, and it was very good. I wouldn't have it again, though, just because I, I got the experience of what that's like, so I'm going to go more next time with one of their specialties, like the gold standard or something like that, and see how that is, but yeah it was good it was good you know don't get me wrong it's just it's not something i want to have like oh i have to go back and have it again it's not one of those experiences chandelier bar level one doing renovations so it's closed and they have it closed from all areas even from the top so you can't look down and see what they're doing it's like drone proof i couldn't get any i just i can't see what's going on behind the plastic it's just a shame Let's see. Oh, I also play a lot of video poker over at Cosmopolitan. That was fun. Uh, checked on Wahlburgers, and that's where I got the information that they are opening. Oh, let's see. Today is now June 26th, so they're opening, soft secret opening today. And then I ended up at, oh, I stopped by Starbucks and got my wife something from the Starbucks a gift because she likes to collect Starbucks things. So, I got her a Starbucks gift. And then I went to Bugsy's Bar again at the Flamingo and I sat there and played video poker for another hour and a half. I was so close. I was so close to getting royal flushes. I was always off by a card, like just by one fucking card. But I really feel like I'm due. And I have a gaming video poker question. And I'm going to ask this to the fine folks over at You Can Bet on That. I'm going to have to call their number and ask them this. I'm curious to see what they tell me. And maybe you listeners, if you're still listening for some reason, still listening to this podcast, maybe you can tell me. I'm playing video poker. I love video poker. But I've been playing it for years. And me personally, I feel like I might be due for a royal. you know. So I started looking at ways to change my play that will give me more opportunity to get a royal flush. Right? So, let's say I'm playing jacks are better, and let's say I get the following hand. Ace of hearts, four of hearts, six of spades, king of hearts, ace of clubs. Now, jacks are better, I should be holding those aces, right? The ace of hearts and the ace of clubs. But gosh darn it, I totally want that royal so bad. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to change my play up. I'm going to hold the ace of hearts and the king of hearts instead of holding the aces my question is will that increase my odds of getting a royal or is the odds so against me because those other three cards need to show up just right that i might as well have just hold down held down both aces instead of the ace of heart and the king of hearts what do you suggest if you have experience in video poker Feel free to answer that question by, you can either send me an email at podcast at vegasbright.com. You can tweet me at at site, that's S-I-T-E, or you can put a comment at the bottom of the podcast page over at vegasbright.com for episode 12. I'd like to know, and I'm also going to be asking this question to the wonderful people over at the You Can Bet on That podcast. So that was it, and that was my Vegas trip. I ended up taking the hotel shuttle to the airport, which I normally don't do, but for seven bucks, how could you not? Because Uber was doing its surge rates because all the kids were going to EDC, and so it was the rate would have been 3.5 times the regular rate. So I decided, well, maybe I'll take a uh, taxi. So I get in the taxi line, and the guy tells me, yeah, man, just take the shuttle. Yeah, it's, it's seven bucks. And it goes direct there, and I'm like, all right, might as well. Haven't done that before, and it was fine. I was the only one on it, you know. We got there in great time. It was a good ride, you know. Got to take some shots of away from the strip, and it was a good experience. So that was my Vegas trip. I know I probably forgot stuff, but it was a wonderful time. I met so many people again: Sam Messera, Greg C, Scott from Vital Vegas, Derek Stevens, Jeff Victor, uh. the downtown las vegas event center it was just a really good time that's basically it i think that's gonna wrap up the show yeah that's gonna wrap up the show let me drink some water i'll come back and do shout outs keep it streamed here to the vegas bright podcast the vegas bright podcast from vegasbright.com so podcast it's a vegas podcast and that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Vegas Bright Podcast. This was Vegas Bright Podcast, episode 12. And I want to get some shout outs to where shout outs are due to Scott from Vital Vegas. Check him out at VitalVegas.com and the Vital Vegas Podcast. To Mark Meltzer from Edge Vegas. Check him out at EdgeVegas.com. He writes in 85 different places, and you can find all his articles on EdgeVegas.com. To Adam from the Vegas Fanboy Podcast, you can check him out at VegasFanboy.com. Chris at Facebook and aces LV podcast check him out at faces and aces to mark Karen and Tony at the 360 Vegas podcast check them out the 360 Vegas podcastcom actually it's just 360 vegaspodcastcom no the speaking of Tony uh, shout out to him and Jason at the Vice lounge online podcast also to the folks at you can bet on that and i don't have the site in front of me but if you google you can bet on that podcast you will find them uh also to the tipping the odds las vegas podcast as well and of course i would be remiss if i did not mention our team at vegasbright.com to sam monsieur greg c paper poster blonde forever greg bennett big az marty michael james kelly lamrock maddie ice lucky ducky george adams thank you all for being part of vegasbright.com and thank you wonderful wonderful people who are listening to this podcast right now for tuning in and enjoying hopefully this show thank you for downloading for streaming for clicking in i'm michael Movestro for vegasbright.com until next time stay vegas and stay bright